Hi everyone, welcome back to the show, the Empowered Practice Podcast, where we have conversations about our own health and healing journeys, mind, body, and spirit, and the tools and the resources and the conversations that have been most supportive to us in that endeavor. I'm so honored to be your host, J.D. Ingalls, health coach, yoga and meditation teacher, and perpetual seeker and student of life. Let's get on to the show. Okay. Oh, it feels so good to be back. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like you and I are like in a tent together right now, having our own sort of ceremony. So welcoming all the listeners who are going to tune in next week and beyond into that tent with us and um, choose your surroundings, your colors, your pillows, your card decks, your crystals, your tea. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And welcome. Thank you for having us, guys. Yeah. All right. So um, when Tony and I started this journey together, we were pretty specific in our vision. I would say or I was really specific in our vision. Um, so I just wanted to update all the listeners on, on where I see it expanding to and let Tony share as well. So our focus primarily was on just in embodying more fully the divine feminine and focusing in on each phase of the cycle and the strengths that are available to us at each phase of the cycle to tap into that maybe we're not through the busyness and the fast paced pressurized society mm-hmm. that we live in um, and participate in sometimes that energy is like a tribal energy and it's really easy to get swept up in needing to move at that same pace. Um, So just slowing down and coming back to ourselves and tuning into our own inner rhythms. And I think that that is still the current running through these conversations. Um, But a lot has unfolded for us in the past few weeks, um, which I'm open to sharing a little more about later on as we continue this conversation. And I just felt to expand it out beyond that. Um, So Definitely, I'm guessing we're still going to be tapping into those conversations because it's something that both Tony and I uh, use as resources to tap in um, and to take care of ourselves. But I think the conversation will also expand out to, um, to other areas as well. So we're just kind of opening it up. Yes, that feels good. Opening it all up. So the good yeah. stuff is in. Yes, making more room for it. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. So we're coming to you and we're intentionally recording these on the full and the new moon. Um, So we're actually recording this a couple of days before the full moon. Um, But Tony, the moon goddess, uh, let me know that actually we can tap into that power starting two days before and up to two days after. So we're recording a couple of days before. And I just want to pass it over to Tony to share a little bit more about what we can tap into and the energy that's coming from this full moon. Oh, yeah, this is a beautiful full moon that I'm I'm always excited about the the full moon and the new moon, but always for different reasons. And this one is special, one, because it's leading us into beautiful fall and mm-hmm. on this side of the planet. Um, and it's considered the harvest moon. Mm-hmm. Um, so every time around this year, we kind of, we start to slow down. 
we start to smell things a little bit longer. The um, the colors that come to us are colors that make us want to hug each other and sit down a little bit longer. We're preparing our hearts and our bodies and our souls for the holiday time, being with our loved ones. And it's a time for um, to evaluate what you learn from summer. That's what reaping your harvest is about. You got through the hot months. You got through learning and planting from spring and understanding more and more. And now you get to reap it. Like now you get to take time to sit back and figure out what did I learn from summer? What did I gain from summer? And also what needs to go? So some moons, some full moons, I like to just focus on just the releasing or just the celebrating. But this full moon is about combining those. So mm. everything from January to now that you've been looking over, what you've been trying to learn, you came out of winter, got into spring, got into your joy, you're in summer, you're vibrant, you're full. What did that bring to you? What have you let go? What are you still working with? And celebrate yourself. Mm. Celebrate the good stuff in your life. You know, sometimes we look at our food, our clean water, the smells we can do, things like that, and we take it for granted. And we forget how much in our life we can reap. Mm -hmm. It's about celebrating all the good joys in our lives. And, and, and just being one with it, making the moments holier, you know? Taking time to realize that it's sacred. Be grateful that you can you even you have the ability to listen to this podcast. You know, for so many reasons, because your ears work, because you have access to internet, because you live in a country where it's okay to listen to women talk about this. You know, it's so many reasons. And you sit back and you're like, holy crap, I am blessed. That's what this full moon is about. Reaping the harvest of everything in your life. But another thing, be conscious of what you need to let go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's in the words of my mom, it's time to put on your big girl panties <laughs> and be real with yourself, okay? Mm-hmm. Because you know what? The rest of this year, there are some things you need to release. We all need to release something. And it's just time to stand up to yourself that wants to hold you back, the part that's afraid. And tell that part of you, it's okay. You can come home now. You don't have to be fragmented in a separate part of me. You don't have to hold on to that negativity any longer. We release it and we celebrate you coming home. So this school moon, I'm coming home. I'm bringing my family home. I'm bringing my friends home and I'm going to be grateful for every moment for Mm -hmm. every part of it, because this is a blessing. All of this is so amazing. It's so amazing. What are our grandmothers thinking? Our great grandmothers who are looking onto us and saying, I can't even believe you have this opportunity. Mm -hmm. When all, you know, when, when a lot of our ancestors were in places where, all they could do was worry about surviving mm-hmm. or just making sure everything's taken care of. They didn't have space to try to work on their emotions and their mm-hmm. mind. 
and look how blessed we are. That's, yeah. um, that's the beauty and goodness of this harvest moon. It's time to be with the ones you love, reap your harvest, release what needs to go. Let winter and fall take it away. Let it be buried. Let it go back into the earth. Let that energy be transformed into something else. Mm-hmm. Give your part back and call yourself home. Mm. We're both like, mm. <laughs> I'm like full body hugging myself. <laughs> so delicious. So delicious. So that, mm, such a good moon. And I will, this moon is in Pisces. And I noticed my son, who's a Pisces, has been sleeping a lot longer. He usually likes to get up, and he is mm. so moody. Oh, my God. <laughs> a three-year-old could be so moody. And I realized, I'm like, oh, this cool moon in Pisces. Um, if you find yourself, you know, more tired, it's okay. It's just, you know, the, the way of the Pisces. Pisces. Yeah go into the water to just feel better. So that mood is upon us as well. I completely feel that because I have just pretty much been wanting to be in magnesium, like Epsom salt baths all the time. And the tears come like instantaneously. Like I've cried three times today, (laughs) but I'm also a water sign. And I notice when the moon is in a water sign that it brings that up for me really easily. So I mean, emotions running high. My he yeah. cried because he didn't want to sing happy birthday to <laughs> my aunt, which is his great aunt. But he, like, had a breakdown. I was yeah. like, oh, gosh. I had to, like, hold him and rock him through this because he just did not have the emotional energy to yeah. sing happy birthday. And I'm like, whoo, this full moon. It's okay. We're going to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on with you in this full moon and like what has been inspiring you like what are you working with Mm, well when as you were like chant that really felt like a channeling and as you were channeling all that wisdom what really spoke to me was speaking about the fragmented parts of ourselves and kind of returning to our wholeness um tara brock i recently listened to a talk on cultivating hope um and she talked about like spiritual versus egoistic hope and in spiritual in the sense of hope, like not clinging to anything, not having a certain expectation, but just knowing that things will shift and change and being willing to be with that. Whereas like our ego and ego, I don't talk about it in a bad way. Ego is just the part of us that wants certainty and that really seems to be challenged. At least for me, it shows up as a a sense that's really challenged by the dynamic nature of life, the fact that things are always moving and changing and that we don't really have 100% certainty in anything. So for me, that's been coming up in a big way. And, um, and I thought of it because she talks about it as being the severed self, which sounded like the fragmented self, like you said. And she said that this can happen any time that we're exposed to a situation, like a lasting situation where we don't feel safe or we don't feel safe to be who we are, um, where we don't feel like all aspects of ourselves are welcomed in. Um, And that really spoke to me um, because I've been experiencing some health challenges in the last couple of months pretty intensely. Um, And for the listeners listening in, if you're curious, what they diagnosed my symptoms as is MDDS, which is pretty rare. It's Malde DeBarkmont syndrome. 
Um, so what, how that's been showing up for me is just I feel like I'm constantly on a rocking boat. So it's at first it was very disorienting and I didn't know what was going on in my body to cause that, why walking was challenging, um, and nothing else really quite seemed to fit like inner ear infection didn't really seem like that was what was going on didn't seem like a sinus thing didn't seem like a neurological thing so much after i had scans and things done um but so receiving that answer was helpful it was a little grounding for me just to be like oh okay other people have experienced this i think it's so important for us to constantly come back to the the remembrance that we're never alone um, we're not walking this alone. And that's been a big lesson for me in this harvest, I would say, is receiving all the support that's already available to me. Things that I would have pushed away in the past and said, no, I don't need that. I can do this by myself. I'm actually embracing like, yes, I would like to receive chiropractic adjustments right now on a regular basis. Yes, please, parents come out for a week and help take care of things. Yes, AJ, my partner, will you please take the dogs out instead of having me do it? So I've really been receiving the support that's being offered to me rather than pushing it away. Um, and I think sometimes I know for myself, at least we push it away or I've pushed it away because I'm afraid of it not being offered. So it's like this double edged sword or like this <laughs> vicious cycle. It's like when you ask and you shall receive, right? Um, so one of my coaches said, have high intention and low expectation. So that's how I try to approach it. Like how open can I be to support? How receptive can I be to the support without needing it to look a certain way or feeling, putting expectations on it in any way. So that's been a big lesson for me um, in returning to my wholeness, I would say. And then just remembering, like I was sharing with you before we started talking this might be the Scorpio in me that like always drops to the depths of the depths and is always kind of a little like obsessed in a weird way with death <laughs> and exploring death <laughs> and impermanence. But those are the things that have been coming up for me. A lot of the Buddhist teachings on impermanence have been really resonant for me lately. Um, I think for me, at least I know that a lot of my tendencies to want to control and be really scheduled and be really rigid are to are a coping mechanism for like avoiding that truth for avoiding sitting in the space of discomfort of uncertainty of like the groundlessness of being um so because i haven't been able to as easily be in those patterns of go move do this be distracted by this be busy with this figure this out. I've been doing a lot of sitting with myself in that space. Um, and I won't say it's easy. It's been really challenging. Lots of tears, lots of emotions, high, low, high, low. And I think that's just kind of how we process and move through things. Um, and it's still pretty fresh for me. So I don't have a really expanded view on all of the lessons that it's teaching me, but it's definitely here as a teacher. And, um, I would just recommend as a resource for anyone who's going through something, especially something that seems odd or um, doctors don't seem to really be able to pinpoint what's going on. Um, if it feels like it calls to you, there's a book called Feelings Buried Alive Never Die um, by Carol Truman. And she has a list, like A to Z extensive list of um, like health symptoms that you can experience in your body and then the emotional correlates of that. Um, so I worked with 
traditional MDs, but I also work with a naturopathic doctor and a medical intuitive. And they really felt that the root of this, even though it's manifesting on the physical level, is a spiritual thing, is an emotional thing that I am, that my consciousness is bringing up at this time to process. And so I've been working with both. Um, And with the emotional work, the things that come up around dizziness, vertigo, motion sickness, rocking sensations is a fear of losing control. Boom. Like, it couldn't be any more clear. <laughs> I nailed it. Yeah. So surrendering control is something that I come back to again and again and again. And I think it's just a, it's one of those root things that's really heavily rooted in my patterning. And so it releases in layers. I release one layer of control and then I release another layer and then another layer. And so I guess I'm also learning that what we were talking about earlier is the work is never done. Like the lessons will never be fully learned. That's why we're here. We're in life school. We're here to learn the lessons. Wow. That is something that I personally have been going through is learning to be more patient with myself. Mm. And not expecting my mind to have all the answers Mm -hmm. and to not put like such a hard expectation on myself to have all the answers all the time. And I'm still trying to figure out where that came from in my life. I mean, I've always enjoyed being right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Realize it has such a clutch Mm. my experience in life. Yeah. You know that because I always felt open to being wrong. It just turned out I was right a lot. And then as I opened my heart to a tribe that is filled with people who I feel know more than me about certain topics, I'm like, I'm forcing myself to no longer be the teacher in the room. Mm which is something I am not used to mm-hmm. and is actually pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Just be the student and not have to have the answers, which, and then I learned that was causing me anxiety mm-hmm. as well. Like wanting to know all the answers. And that really came on my heart while you're speaking, you know, your story Mm-hmm. You know, we want to you know, I just feel you're so supportive mm. you are super supportive even in our emails and things like that you're just incredibly supportive so it's so interesting how the human mind works that you're having to make yourself be more open to people supporting you yeah you just so you you easily give support. You know, some people are supportive, but they're kind of like like my mom. She's like that. Be like, ah, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> just do it, and you just it just flows out of you so easy. Yeah, and it's interesting um, how you're having to make yourself accepted. It is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I do want to. I want to share. I want to do some show some vulnerability. Yeah on uh, something that I've learned over this summer, which is, uh, it's been a lot of things, but this is something very new for me. And it is around my sexuality, which is totally connected with the moon, okay? Mm -hmm. So I, um, 
that part of my life has really slowed down as I've been focused more on my inner healing and things of that nature. And I realized that I've gone through this phase where sexuality was very like in a box for me. Let me start. Mm -hmm. Certain things I like, you know, and that's fine. And then all of a sudden I'm in this place where my body is totally responding differently, Mm -hmm. where I feel like a different woman. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I, I have been working with a yoni egg and things like that and meditating more. And I'm like going through this phase where I just, I'm not, I do not, my body is not longing for penetration, Mm -hmm. which is interesting, which is like real interesting, something I've never been through ever Mm -hmm. in my life. And then I realized it it brings me back to your story as well, where it's like, we're being, we're being pulled to go inward and then go outward Mm -hmm. to, to just take time with ourselves to be patient with ourselves, to be loving with ourselves, to not put expectations that no longer serve us on ourselves anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then yes. we can go outward from that place. And um, this is something so different for me. I feel like I'm like on the verge of like tears. Mm. But it's just... I felt like with sexual partners, of course, it's expected mm-hmm. that, you know, we'll be playing. You're going to put your penis in my vagina, or my, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden. So I just felt like that was expected. That's what we're going to do. I enjoyed it, but I felt like that's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. And to be in a place where I've caught enough of myself back into my home and I'm saying, you know, I think I need something else. Mm-hmm. I don't know about anyone else, but that's pretty huge for me. Yes. <laughs> you know, no longer do I need to do what the world has told me. Yeah. Or what I do myself, even if I don't want to do it. And now I can just honor. I can honor my heart. I can honor my body. Mm-hmm. I can do what makes me feel okay. Yes. <sighs> ah. <sighs> I just got some stuff off of my chest. That was a good release. And I would also say that like what was coming through, that's so applicable to every area of our lives. Right. Like honor Mm. ourselves, do what feels good for ourselves, stand up for ourselves, ask for what we need, communicate that with compassion. Like these are like foundational. Survival, root chakra stuff. Yes. (laughs) Like this basic things that I didn't even realize I was overlooking in my life. Yeah. You know, cause I feel confident. I come off as confident, but I realized I wasn't confident in expressing my need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Especially when they may run counter to the, I don't have a better word for it. Status quo. Like, yeah, I mean, that's the truth. Like the condition patterns that we're all taught. Yeah. That that is the truth, and, and you yeah. know it comes up in all kinds of ways. Yeah. You know, uh, it comes up in the weirdest places. You have a conversation with family, or you're out at the grocery store, and you pick up a conversation with someone, 
So yeah. They say something, they expect you to just go along with it. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, I don't feel that way, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and I will say it shows up for me. I get so many lessons through parenting. Mm-hmm. So many lessons. And um, I thought about that, you know, it's like, well, I have to teach him to honor his heart. And even like my sister wants to give him a hug and a kiss. And he said, no. And I said, well, you got to respect his boundaries. He doesn't yeah. want to hug and kiss right now. He'll, he'll let you know when he's ready. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I have to teach him that too. If I don't want to do it or if his cousin doesn't want to do it, I say, hey, they Remember when you didn't want to? So, yes, honoring the self. Yeah, it really starts there. It really, it really starts with honoring and getting to know our own boundaries and our own needs and how to communicate that. And then I don't think once we have a greater understanding of ourselves, we don't take so much offense to everybody else's because we're all going to be different. <laughs> oh, oh my God, that is that's a great point. Oh my gosh, that should be the <laughs> yeah. point of this episode, the yeah. more you honor yourself, the easier it is to honor other people and where they're coming from. You know, absolutely. Oh my gosh. That was like exactly what everyone needs to learn. Yeah. It's really life changing. No longer will you have to spend years trying to get over something when you just realize that that person's just coming from themselves. That exactly. That's, exactly. That's just how they're feeling. For real. And this is the only thing that we can really have any control over responding to, you know, but we're so externally driven. Everything drives us outward into the world. Learn from out here. All the answers are out here. Um, We're not really as a society yet. We're turning, I think, a corner on it, but um, taught to go inward, taught to listen in. Right. Yeah, we're not given the resources or the tools to do that. We don't really know how to be with that. And most people, I would say, in our our culture, don't do that until like end of life. When it's when it feels too late, it's never too late. But I mean, time goes by. The world keeps spinning, mm-hmm. and and we have to spin with it. When you um when you mention about you know processing dealing with death. And things that that recently we had a death in the family. So it's my son's great grandmother on his father's Mm -hmm. side. Um, She just passed like two weeks ago. And it, it was sad, of course, but something about it was very light Mm. and beautiful and a reminder, you know, and as the season is changing, you know, things change. Yeah. Life goes on. The yeah. world will go on no matter what. So mm-hmm. we, so it's okay. If you need to take a day to just lay in the bed and you have the ability to do it, do it. Yeah. The world continues. Mm-hmm. If you have an opportunity to help someone and you really want to help them, but you know when you're in that place, you kind you feel kind of weird to extend the helping hand. Yeah. Oh, should I just do it? Because yeah. guess what? We're not here forever. 
-hmm. And no matter if you do it or not, the world keeps turning. So wouldn't you rather the world is turning with you doing the things you want it to do? Yeah. You know, and I look at my son and I'm like, he's going to be old one day and I'm going to be dead. And I'm not going to be old. And I'm like, God, that's life. That's what inspired the ancients, you know? You know, they didn't have... The, the, the instant gratification we get from the phone and television and stuff like that, it totally makes you forget. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole cycle of life. It does. And it's uncomfortable to be with for most of us. So we will take any chance we get to avoid it and distract from it and numb from it and come up with coping mechanisms to believe that it's not going to happen to us. We're going to be the ones who live forever. And, and on a, like a smaller level, like try to control or manipulate our experience of life, try to control or manipulate how much pain we experience, how much hurt, how much loss, like we try to dance around it, you know, because it's uncomfortable to be with, but also that is life. And that's another lesson that's been coming up for me through this experience of symptoms, which is I'm in a shift. I'm like you were talking about with your sexuality. I feel like I'm sort of coming out of a, con- a cocoon right now. I'm, I'm shifting into something new. And that may sound dramatic to some of you listening, but we're doing it all the time. I mean, we go through a small shift every night that we go to sleep. We trust that we're going to wake up in the morning and it's not the same. Like no two days are ever the same. We're always, always shifting and changing. And so at first I was judging this new experience as being worse than before. I wanted to go back to the way things felt before. And instead, I've decided to just embrace what's here, all of what's here, without letting it become my identity. I'm not becoming the poster child for this syndrome. I'm not, you know, I am not saying that is who I am because it's not. It's a very small part of my experience. Um, But it is here. And so I think there is this, um, we can release a tremendous amount of pressure when we just embrace what's here and just let it be here. It doesn't have to consume you. It doesn't have to dictate your decisions. Just let it be here for as long as it's going to be here and share with you the teachings, the lessons, the gifts that it's here to give you. And I think back of that is holding or being willing to hold space for the idea that everything is for us, that The universe is only ushering in what is serving our highest good, our highest unfolding. And sometimes on this level of consciousness or experience, that can feel like pain or misunderstanding or hurt or discomfort. But for me, it's been really helpful to hold in mind the idea that everything is happening for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love that. You said a lot of things that really just opened my heart, really Mm. did, especially, you know, just accepting that what is here is here. Yeah. Really, I I really felt my heart just open up because we all have so many things we like to change, but gosh, sometimes it's such a waste of our energy. Like, let's just enjoy the moment. Yeah. and, And take it for what it is. Um, just kind of talking about social media and the entertainment, like all that stuff. When you explained to me earlier that, you know, like looking at your phone and scrolling, yes. your symptoms worse. The first thing I thought was like, because your higher self is like 
this is a life story. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need this right now. Uh, no. Now? <laughs> That's right. It's so true. And I, as someone who has gotten in the past a lot of like comfort or security from knowing things, from being knowledgeable. It's really interesting that right now my body doesn't respond well to like reading books, reading articles, like doing all these things of like accumulating things, consuming. It's more of just being, more of just sitting with that wisdom that's within all of us without ever reading a book. Like it's just inherent to each of us and coming back to that. And honestly, I'm in a time of like clearing a lot of beliefs out and unlearning. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Is there any like one belief that you feel like you're, I mean, you speak, you spoke on a couple of things, but like one thing you feel is like um, a belief that you carried for a long time that maybe others carry. Oh yeah. I don't know. Let's see if, words will come through. Um, the idea that we can control yeah. <laughs> the things that come into our lives, honestly. Like I, I really did on some level believe that. I believed that I could avoid disease and discomfort and pain and honestly death through finding that one perfect diet or having that one perfect, you know, workout routine or whatever it was. And then it shifted to spiritual practice and finding the right spiritual practice that I could transcend above all of that. And I could just learn all the lessons really quickly and just live in this infinite state of bliss. And that to me was bypassing life. That was trying to skate around the lessons that I agreed to learn coming into this life. Well, there's not, there's no getting around them, but we can, I think to some extent, of course, like the, the way that we take care of ourselves through food, through movement matter, but it's not in a rigid fundamentalist way in that there's one right way. And you just have to find that one right way and then believe that and only that it may look a certain way or like a mix of a couple of things or all of the things. And that may shift all the time. And it's really listening to that and being rooted in the intention that we are already whole, that we have all the information that we need and that we can trust ourselves to make decisions and to continue to make decisions. Even if that makes other people uncomfortable externally, even if that doesn't fit neatly into a box that other people can describe and label and be like, Oh yeah, I know that thing. So it may make people uncomfortable. It may make us uncomfortable because we can't describe it and label it. Um, but just being in trust with that innate wisdom. Wow. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> All that. that was like such a perfect explanation of like really what, what it feels like to me is all the practices don't matter if you're not living. That's right. <laughs> You gotta live. <laughs> you gotta live. And none of them are going to raise you above experiencing pain and discomfort and the things that make us grow. But I think what we can do is reframe why they're happening and reframe how we respond to them. Because I think for me, at least, I was conditioned to believe that like, Good things came to me because I was being a good person and bad things came to me because I was being punished for doing something bad or wrong. Yeah. And I just shifted the verbiage around to be more spiritually 
uh, enlightened or I don't know the right word, but just to be like, you know, oh, this is bad karma or I'm out of alignment or whatever it might be. And again, there might be some truth to that. There might be some, but I just, I feel it in a different way now. I don't feel like I'm being punished. I don't feel like it's because I did something bad or wrong. It's just that I'm being rerouted right now. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Well, because, you know, it comes up like once you, whatever anyone likes to call it, law of attraction or right. whatever, all this other stuff. Once you learn about it and once you've seen it work a couple of times, you really yeah. get into this bad guilt place. Yes. You, know, you feel bad about every negative thing you say, every <laughs> negative thought you have, any, you know, and it's so annoying and you get in this place. So it's like, well, darn, I'm not going to, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is my mind even my own? Right. And then you have to like throw it away and like, whatever. Like I can't even focus on the good because I'm so, I'm beating up on myself so much about the bad. Yeah. So it's just about living and I mean, you still want to live your best life, but everything's in moderation. If you're doing too much of one thing, it's too much. Exactly. And that can be <laughs> too much celery juice. Like it can be anything. It can be, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, too much meditation, for example, and then you're just like not participating in life. Um, and that goes for the things that we traditionally judge anyway, like too much gossiping, too much media, too much consuming of those sorts of things too. It can be too much of anything. And honestly, I think it really comes back to what our intention is behind all of our actions. And that's going to be like two people could be doing the exact same thing, but their intention's very different. And so the energy that comes from it is very different. So I've experienced that in my own life. And even with something as like, like root chakra ground material level as like diet, I've done it to as like a, this is going to heal all my problems and done it in fundamentalistic ways. And also been like, these are good foods and these are bad foods. And then when I would eat the foods that were like, quote unquote, bad foods, I would have a negative reaction to them. And then when I got to the point of like, forget it. That's like, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And then ate those foods from a place of truly like desire and love, like childhood, like excitement for that food wasn't an issue at all. No digestive issues, no bloating, no nothing. Wow. So there's for me something to intention and the energy that we're connecting to all the decisions that we make. Hmm. Yeah. You really dropped some good gems. <laughs> great me I mean they really have it's just like the day-to-day -day stuff that we all go through especially yeah. as people who study the, um, yes. the spirit who study yeah. being well on all levels mm -hmm. in the human um experience and um it I mean wow that just really spoke to me it's just really about your intentions just set the intention yeah. to enjoy life just yeah that's why, like, rock stars who, like, did coke and drink and all this other stuff, they, like, live so long. I know. Because they're like, whatever. <laughs> Having a good time. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. We're not saying, you know, go out and do a bunch of coke, but. No. <laughs> but do, yeah, like, do what lights you up. Do what, like, get in touch with that inner compass and, like, what is it saying to you? What is it, you know, do these things feel aligned? And also, 
take a look at what you're doing on a daily basis. Just start with your daily habits and routines. What expectations are you placing on these things? Are you saying, I'm doing this so that someone will love me. I'm doing this so that I'll never get sick. I'm doing this so that like, because we, you're setting, by doing that, we're setting expectations that we cannot follow through on. Like nobody can, we can't control those things. But we can control, like, I am doing this because it's coming from a place of pure loving myself. I'm doing this because it feels like a really meaningful way to connect with this thing. I'm doing this, you know, because I really love how this makes this other person feel whatever it might be, and then not staying attached to those things because they're probably going to change, especially if we have dedicated our lives to growing and evolving. Those things that we consider anchors right now are just rafts taking us to the next raft. So at some point, we're probably going to have to drop them for the new thing. Yeah. And that can feel like jumping from thing to thing, and that can get a lot of judgment. I've experienced that personally. Um, but it's all coming from the same source. So, you know, I want to, um, I want to share another thing more vulnerability, but really spoke to me from that, you know, it's getting you from one rap to the other, or basically like how we decide that one thing is going to fix everything or whatever it is. And then it's like, well, you have to let that go because life changes. And it makes me think of how I'm learning to reevaluate the, the expectations that I put in certain things mm. and how I think how powerful they are over my experience. And one thing is about my single motherhood. Mm. And, you know, of course I would, I would really love for my child to be in a two parent household and experience um, his father more and things like that. And then I realize as I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm like, I'm feeding so much negative energy into that. I'm just inflating it, inflating it, inflating it, inflating it, inflating it. What if I just started taking the power from that? Doesn't mean that my son wouldn't, of course, it would be great for him to be in a two-parent household. Well, whatever. We just throw that idea to the side. Like, right. you know, because there's a gazillion, there's a million ideas. If I ate spinach all day, every day, yes, my skin would look great. <laughs> Maybe. But sometimes I need french fries. It is what it is. Yeah. If I can throw that as something that I know to be true, but it's not the end of the world, well, how about I stop, like, inflating that idea so that as my child grows, this isn't something that weighs him down so and me yes. and my students and motherhood and that took a lot of meditation that took a lot Ooh. of journaling and talking and and just feeling myself and and I just love for myself love for myself but love for my child and I'm like how how can I do my best to make sure he feels whole as whole as he can be, because we all get fragmented a little bit. It is what it is, but it's yeah. my part. And I'm like, well, how about I stop inflating that? Then I realized I was inflating a lot of crap in my yes. life. That doesn't even matter that much. And then all of a sudden, I can enjoy the moment more now. Like, literally, I find myself getting lost 
in the smallest task now. Mm. Like, I'm just like, doop, 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 doop. I'm like a monk at somewhere. I'm just like, or oh, it just doesn't bother me. Or oh, I'm like him. I'm like a three-year-old. Like, yeah, I'm doing this. Yes. I, I realized it's come from taking my damn energy back from these ideas. Yes. Like, I don't, I can control that part. I can't control everything, but I can control that part. Yep. And it's making my experience a lot, yep. a lot better. So much Absolutely. better. Absolutely. I love that. How did you find, I mean, you said you did a lot of meditating and writing and talking about how did you bring those like subconscious patterns to the surface so that they could be released? Okay. So firstly, I realized in this, as I've been in this transition from, you know, working for myself and, and, and putting my life more towards wellness and spirituality, certain things that I used to do, like I always made sure my hair was super done. I always had my nails done. I always put a lot of attention to my appearance, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't do that as much as I did. I, and I, that kind of woke me up. Like, you know, that was something that was so important to me. And I inflated that idea that I needed to do that to be worthy or to experience what I wanted to experience from other people mm -hmm. or to get attention that I wanted to get. And it turned out like at that time that served me, but it just, you know, just not something that's important to me anymore. And that was something that was important to me for most of my life. So then I just kept kind of, I evaluated some other things in my life, you know, like it was really important for me to seem educated mm -hmm. or it was really important for me to try to hide as much as I could about my single motherhood. And I realized I didn't care anymore. Yeah. And then I just, I just was able to break down more mental blocks of where I'm sending all of this energy towards things. And of course they mean a lot when you send all the energy towards it, because people realize that's what you want to be judged by. Right. You know, and I don't think, and, and just, and just through my love for him and my love for myself, mm -hmm. you know, like, man, I do not want to psychologically or spiritually beat us up. Yeah. And he's just a kid. And when you're a kid, you think everything's your fault. Yeah. You know, that's just how it works. And in, a ne in the next couple of years, of course, more and more questions will come up. And I want to do my best to make him feel that it's not his fault, has nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. It's just someone else is responding to their experience. But I can't teach him that if behind his back, I'm talking to others and I'm like, it's so awful that his father isn't in his life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't, you know, you can't fake the funk and you can't do it with a toddler. Trust me, because they have different abilities, okay? They know. <laughs> You can't, yes. you can't do that. And as you know, you just, just like our own parents, they, we know when something's not right. Yeah. You know, and they try to pretend. And I just felt like I just wasn't being sincere. And then I just kind of started changing the narrative. Mm -hmm. And, and, and with, you know, it comes up with his grandparents, both, both pairs of grandparents, um, my, you know, my sisters, and I just kind of go, well, you know what? A lot of people grow up in a one-parent household. It'll yes, absolutely. So let's, let's put energy in something else. Let's make sure he's kind and happy and, you know, feels balanced. Like, let's just, we can't even control that. So why, why waste our, 
he has one really awesome parent here that he sees. Yes. He loves me. He tells me I'm <laughs> no, we're doing okay, you know? And yes. And for anyone listening, you can take that and do that with any part of your life. Yes. Because, you know, I'm finally feeling comfortable in my body, okay in my skin. Yeah. From from just going from, you know what, I can change that idea with my son and how I'm feeding that energy. I can change other things. So if it's the amount of money you're making or the car you're driving or whatever's happening in your past, you can you can call your energy back to you. Yes. And and you can you can start to enjoy the moments because the moments are good. They really are. They really are. And also it's a choice. Yes. Whoop. <laughs> my mother's wisdom you have to put your big girl panties on that's right and you're gonna have to make a choice <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah and no shame Jane like blame whatever we all do it and yeah. probably in the past at least we've gotten something out of making those choices that cause the suffering it's okay but we can change it now and we can continue to change it and we can continue to choose what feels like love over and over and over again. I love that you point out that we, we got something from it. Like, you know, oh, yeah. when you're in the midst of victimhood or you're like slowly finding your way out of it, you go through that where you realize like, holy crap, I enjoy some of this. Yep. I might enjoy a lot of this yep. and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. And that's the journey. <laughs> that is a, that's a little big journey. <laughs> that's a healing journey. Like, oh, I guess I did like people feeling sorry for me. Yes. Whatever it is, no shame about it. We've all been there. It's just like with a child, you fall, yes. it doesn't hurt that bad, but you really want your mom to come kiss it. Yeah. So, then, you know, you can just get that love and energy. Yeah. Um, but something that's helped me with that is just, it's, it's about practice, practicing vulnerability, but like even with you being here and opening myself to receive love and support from others. Yeah. And that will take care of those needs that you have that you've been trying to get through an unhealthy way. Yes. You know, it just takes a, a little time to meditate through it and figure out what you need because maybe you need attention or maybe you just need someone to tell you they care. Yeah. A lot of you know different ways. You know, I felt like I'll still use example with my single motherhood. I just needed to feel like it was acknowledged that I'm working really hard. Yes. To raise him, and that I'm trying to do it with integrity. Yes. Um, which is a little different than just providing. It's not yes. that I don't think, you know it's not that much different, but it's a little different. It's different and it feels different. It has a different resonance. And I will say this, something that I've experienced is when you tell people that clearly what you need, they will rush to give it to you. Your friends, your sisters, your mother would love to have opportunities to say to you, hey, I see you parenting and you're doing an amazing job because it feels good to lift other people up. It's like a contagious energy, but we can get caught in the trap of like, nobody has time for that. Nobody's going to want it. Like everybody's got their own stuff going on. They're too busy. I'm too needy, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Let all of that come up and go out and then just get very clear with yourself. What do I actually want? Wow. 
and let yourself want what you want. Don't push those desires away. Oh, I really want to feel validated for that I did this thing, or I really want to feel seen for doing, for showing up and doing this work. Then let people, the ones you love, the ones you know, your inner circle, the ones that you feel trust to share this information with, let them know that. And they will, they would love, I would love the opportunity to say, you're an amazing person and you're really doing the work. And anybody who gets to be mothered by you, that's a gift. One parent, three parents, five parents, I don't care. That they get to spend time in your energy, that's a gift. You're going to make me cry for real. This is like really just true. And could you imagine what our world would look like if we met each other on that level and did that for one another, gave that to one another? We can start doing that. (laughs) And open ourselves to receive that because – it's my support system was giving me that, but I just couldn't receive it because I felt I was so embarrassed about our situation. Yeah. And that was a huge block. And instead of just asking for the help, I just wanted them to feel sorry enough to just give yeah. me the help. Or, and I would still feel embarrassed to accept the help, but I would because I needed it. You yes. know, I, I can't be a mom 24 seven. Sometimes I need a nap. absolutely but I was ashamed ashamed of the situation ashamed that I chose this person to have a child with her shame you know shame is a whole you know oh man but it will block you from accepting that Um, yeah but more of the story is you don't have to feed feed the stuff that no longer serves you that's right no matter how long you've been doing it You could be doing it for your whole life until right this minute when you're listening to this podcast and decide to do differently. And that's more than enough time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Full moon. Got some good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So in closing, so for this new moon or sorry for this full moon, this harvest full moon, you recommend that we celebrate everything that's happened and transpired since the beginning of the year and also reflect on what we're ready to release. Yeah. So what's great is that um, we have the fall. So sis coming up, Uh, we're going to transition into fall. So by the time this comes out, you can still do all of the same things that you do for the full moon. Um, So I suggest you write two lists. You write one list of the things you want to celebrate and show gratitude towards and keep in your existence the things you have learned, the people, new people who came into your life, new opportunities, whatever you want to celebrate and keep. You know, mm-hmm. we know the more gratitude we show towards it, the more and more we'll get that stuff. And then make a separate list of what needs to go. Beliefs, mm-hmm. people, traumas, it could be anything. Anything at all. If you need to get rid of old clothing, let it go. And write it on the list. And know that you're going to put forth the action to really anchor in the good stuff and and release. And and let that energy transform into something else, either for Mm. yourself or someone else. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. I love, like, making lists. So (laughs) that sounds great. (laughs) I've always been a list person. Me too. 
And then I would say just if you've been listening to this episode and you found it really resonant, um, a few things that you could explore for yourself are just um, experimenting with a daily practice of looking at the decisions that you make throughout the day and asking yourself the question, does this feel like love or what is my intention behind this? And you can begin to explore the expectations you're putting on things, um, what you're trying to get out of or get from certain things, and maybe get to the bottom of some of those secondary gains, those underlying reasons why we keep going back to patterns and behaviors that we know are causing us suffering. Yeah. So that's something I would open for exploration as well. Yes. And I want to add just a little bit on the, on the daily thing, or you could look at it weekly or biweekly, but make sure you're having fun. Yes. Make sure you're having fun. And, uh, that's it. <laughs> you learn a lot yes. of fun in the pleasure. It reminds yes. you of what you're working so hard for. Yes. So the stuff that's fun for you. If it's just sitting down and having some fresh popcorn and looking outside your window, whatever it is, just it's important. It's so important to enjoy life. Yes. I needed that reminder. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> All right. So much love to you all. And if you have any questions for either of us, um, you can reach me at JD underscore Ingalls on Instagram, or you can email me at JD at gmail.com. And how can they reach you, Tony? Yes. Um, on Instagram is Parks Holistic Health, or you can email me at Parks Holistic Health at gmail.com. Awesome. We love to hear from you guys. And if you have any questions about the topics we've covered or things that you want us to cover, please don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, sending so much love. So that's the end of this episode. I hope that you enjoyed all the information and the conversations and reflections that we shared as much as I have. And if you'd like to connect with me and learn a little bit more about my own journey and the offerings that I share, please visit jdingleswellness.com. And you can also connect with me on Instagram. And if you feel moved to and this show was really aligned for you, please go ahead and rate it on iTunes. I would greatly appreciate that. And I look forward to connecting with you again. Bye for now.